Live from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. Two monkey fuckers and a toaster will be right back. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. You are dressed like an assistant debate coach at an Ohio State Middle School. Hey everybody, this is Two Douchebags and Microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Rob, we were just talking off air. You have an interesting story that I want to hear about. So please. I bet you do. I bet a lot of people want to hear this. <laughs> please be my guest. And if you want to check it out, I found this on Futurism. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Talking about hitting the mark, sorry we had to. <laughs> Metaform- Metaformally Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, an avid jiu-jitsu devotee and fighting fan, took to Instagram on Sunday to show off his recent training trophies. Which amount to not one, but two black eyes. And considering that the picture is a close-up selfie that captures just a hint of a smize, it certainly seems like Zucko is pleased to have some battle wounds to play. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, dude, he he got nailed. His I'm, I'm looking stuff. at Rizzo I'm looking at it right now. Guys. He got the he got his fucking clock clean, dude. I, I'm dude. looking at it right now. <laughs> and, Sparring got a little out of hand yet catching the selfie. Maybe update my avatar, he added, presumably to reference to the recently revamped Metazuck. <laughs> Look, um, I think it's funny. And there were some professional fighters that weighed in. They were saying, nice shiner, and you know. <laughs> you see, I love that because I do not like Zuck the fuck. Um, but I, uh, on the same token, though, I have to give him some credit for even doing it, for even getting his clock hey, clean like that, well, which I enjoy. What do you think Elon's chances are now? I was getting ready to go to that. Yeah. What do you think chance in hell that Elon could even begin to start to do anything like that to Zuck the fuck? Nothing. Oh, no, right. none at all. Elon would get his fucking ass mashed into the ground. And, uh, and, and, I mean, you know, Elon would not have a prayer, and that's how come Elon shut his mouth. He, he fucking, he, uh, he packed up his shit, and he went home. He fucking grabbed the ball, and he went home, because, uh, he knows, he knows he, he ain't playing in this league. So, I gotta give Elon one thing. At least he knew enough not to get his ass kicked. So. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, what a pussy move. You know, at this point... In my opinion, you go in there and you get your ass kicked. Then you say, you know what? I'm gonna go get better, and I'm gonna kick the shit out of this boy next time. And you do it, but well, you but do. you don't push out. Do. Yeah, you don't push out like that. And all of a sudden, be like, oh, man, you know, make up shit. Yeah, you you know, 
And, and no wonder Twitter or X is fucking failing so bad. People just don't like the weasel. You know, in my opinion, they just don't like the weasel. And they're like, you know what? I'm not going to be a part of it because I don't like the guy. So. Anyhow. All right. Some uh, some good sleuth in there, Rob. I like that. That's good. That uh, that brought that brought a smile to my heart. I so, bet it did. It did. Just like every time I see little Joey Burrow hit the turf. My heart warms. My just my heart warms. All of a sudden, I hear angels singing, and I feel I feel this inner peace over me, and I giggle uncontrollably, and I laugh. It's great. So anyhow, um, I'm going to go and do a couple of these stories that we did last week. But if you noticed last week, or or not last week, but a couple days ago, podcast. I think it was released today. Um, it wasn't a full podcast. Yeah, there was going to be three quarters of a podcast and then a best of on it. Because Rob was wearing down pretty quick. He goes to work early in the morning and we decided to wrap it up. Well, there's at least yeah, 25... Like 9.30 on a Sunday night. Yeah, there's at least 25 more minutes to that podcast. But it had a horrible buzzing sound, some sort of electrical sound that I just could in I, I compressed it, I cleaned it up, I removed the background noise, and all it did was make it worse. So um, I had to take off the first 25 or so minutes of that podcast, and then we started from Dear Douchebags On. So anyhow, I'm going to recant, uh, replay a couple of these stories, but I can't replay them as we've done then, so I'm just going to go over them now, and uh, let's just act like it's brand new, Rob. How's that? Well, I, I'm going to hope I have my stories. Uh, okay, that's cool. And then I think I tomorrow, tomorrow night. We'll make it up. Else. Yeah, you know what? I'll just make some shit up. Yeah, that sounds great yeah. to me. Else? We got that's what we do anyhow. All these stories we just made up, none of them are true. Nah. Like Zuckerberg getting smashed in the face is a lie. Yeah. Rob just come up with that. Yeah. He, he called me up beforehand. He said, hey, I'm just going to tell everyone he got smashed in the face. No, not really. He did. I kind of like the idea myself. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I do too. I love the idea. I hope he gets smashed in the face a lot more, but I hope he just gets smashed in the face periodically for, I don't know, the next three years. Just like, I don't know, people he doesn't know walking up, smash him in the face really good. Then just walk off. Wouldn't that be, fun? That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? I'm honestly surprised it don't happen anymore. Oh, I, I, he's probably got bodyguards. Oh, yeah. I'm good like, oh, my God. What's that? Oh, oh, that's one of those things. That's one of those, uh, what do they call them? Humans? Oh, oh, get them away from me. Get them away from me. Oh. Okay. Anyhow. This story is a part of CNBC's Make It Six Figure Side Hustle series, where people with lucrative side hustles break down the routines and the habits they've used to make money on top of their full-time jobs. And this is a part of a two-story, a two-part story that we, uh, that we, that we'll go into second. So, um, anyhow, it took Rodney Melton just over a year to build a six-figure side hustle. In March 2021, Melton started molding, engraving, and selling headstones for pet memorials on Etsy. He'd long worked with concrete and stone as a hobby while working 60 hours per week as a maintenance lead at Mars Pet Care. He already owned $15,000 engraver, plus he could work 
in his self-built workshop behind his home in Alma, Arkansas, a town of less than 6,000 people on edge of the Ozark Mountains. And you and I have discussed it last podcast, which no one will hear. We both know Alma, Arkansas well. Nice little area in well, the valley. Yeah. Been through there several times. Beautiful place. Not really big. At first, it took uh, Melton two or three days to set the headstones and molds, then another five hours to engrave them before his wife added epoxy filling. As the side hustle grew, revenue started pouring in, so he used a combination of proceeds and savings to invest another 51500 in other tools like a sandblaster, granite saw, and chisel and laser engraver. Each new piece of equipment minimized Melton's production time, allowing him to sell more headstones. In May 2022, his Etsy shop brought in nearly $20,000, and Milton left his full-time job. Now he works fewer hours and spends them with his family after hiring his daughter and daughter-in-law last summer. Last year, the four-person operation brought in more than $207,000 on Etsy, according to documents reviewed by CNBC Make It. About two-thirds of that is profit. Melton estimates and uh, that he's on track to make roughly about the same amount this year. Here he discusses how he built his business, why he likes working with family members, and what you might need to replicate his success. So CNBC Make It said, do you think the side hustle is uh, replicable? And he said, what, what do you need to get started is what they asked, basically. Milton, anyone can do this. I'd say you need about $10,000 or less to get started. That's for cement molds and sandblast equipment. It's just a matter of having the passion for it. My mom passed at the end of 2020, and my dad and I were taking it really hard. I started making things like concrete crosses, 3D roses, and plaques, just the little memorial pieces that turned out really nice. Then my friend Carlos lost his dog, Molly. I think these things had a lot to do with the direction I went. My heart has been in it for the people who lost their pets, but my result... If you serve uh, more people, you make more money. And um, and then they asked him, CNBC Make It said, have you set any boundaries working with your family? He said, not really. If you have an alpha personality and are really assertive, it might clash with some of your family members, but you let everyone have a part in it, things can run smoothly. In the beginning, my wife and I would meet my daughter, Kristen, for lunch one day a week. We would just sit there and talk about things and brainstorm. She came up with an idea for a concrete mold shaped like a dog bone. We've sold thousands of dollars worth of them since. And um, I say that because these two stories caught my attention in particular. One, the side hustle. And two, side hustles are a huge thing now with Gen Zers. Gen Zers do side hustles now. And it isn't the reason for people think. They think it's for extra money. But here's what they've said. Many Gen Zers have a regular job and a side hustle to boot. Now when asked why both answer is exactly not what I expected at all. Turns out Gen Zs have taken notice in the generations before them, like their parents, most of them were at the mercy of the economy. When things got bumpy, many of Gen Z's parents were laid off. Gen Z's most common answer for the side hustle is, I want a backup income so I don't get burned like my parents did. So the generation that holds nothing sacred has more of a backup plan than all the others? And like you were saying, Rob, I do remember you telling me this. You always take side hustles for extra money, right? Yeah, yeah. I always have. I mean, I've always had side work after my 40 hours. 
money now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, but Gen Zers are doing it so they don't get burned. I, I mean, shit. You know, I never really, growing up, I never really thought about starting my own business. It's funny how, how generations have come up, right? Yeah. And what the biggest deal is, is we didn't have the internet to sell shit or do a side hustle when we were growing up. So, if the internet was going on when I was young, I could have started a lawn mowing network. I could have started a landscaping network. I did have my own landscaping and, um, and um, uh, lawn business in the 90s. But, if I would have had the internet, how it would have taken off even more. I sold it and went to trade school and all that. But, you know, I can't say I made the wrong move because I made a really good living doing what I do. But, if I would have had the internet then... I, I could not imagine how many lawns I could have sold or whatever, you know. So Gen Zers have a much dis a much bigger distinctive advantage by having the internet to be able to let people know about their product and what to do. You see, and that's something that you and I need to get together with and brainstorm. The podcast is doing phenomenally well. Do you love being able to look at the RSS feed and, and see what's going on and where these up and coming uh, neighborhoods are and how we're exploding? Isn't oh, it? I'm it isn't it great? Imagine yeah. if we learn how to work this thing and really get on the map. How much more of this podcast will explode, Rob? There's All ways. Right, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing my shirt to the concert Friday. That's now. great. Good. I'm gonna spread our name. Good. Well, I'm going to find out because I'm going to start going to the city market on you know, whenever I have a weekend off, a weekend day off, and I'm going to yeah. be down there with you on my Bluetooth casting, and then anyone that wants to come up and, and uh, podcast is fine like we are doing before. And, yeah, awesome. uh, and anyhow, but what I'm going to do instead of the banner we used to have is I'm getting a big, thick board that has two douchebags and microphone engraved in it and it will be like an A-frame board and it's going to be sitting there. I think that will work better because the wind won't blow it down and it will look fantastic. And on that board what I plan on doing is having a, a QR code. People come up, they talk, they turn around, they hit the QR code, it takes them straight to our, um, to our podcast they go home. Hey, the podcast will be out Tuesday. Okay. They listen to it, get a couple of ha-has, and then there, bam, there's another listener. And there's other things we can do, too. There's keywords on Google and stuff like that you can do. So, anyhow, we're working on it, and we are we are a, uh, a work in progress. I hope everybody likes the new intro. Do you like the new intro? I intro? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I'm going to jazz it up even more, though. But um, um, I like uh, I like some of the new. I'm sure you will. Um, the new segments, things overheard in hell, is going over well. I had three um, emails about that saying bravo, it's brilliant. Um, um, it, it, it's uh, the the one that I got the comment about was uh, the Axel Rose is such a great childhood therapist. I hope he puts out another book. Yeah. <laughs> the guy said he almost choked on his fucking ramen noodles. He <laughs> listened to that. <laughs> and and, and I, I replied back, I said, that is the best comment I could ever get. Thank you. 
Yeah, thank you. That is that is rich. Uh, Rich from the Brickyard, and he's talking about, because I talked to him a little bit more, uh, um, Brick the Brickyard, as in Lincoln, Nebraska, Brickyard, uh, over there near the stadium okay. and all that. Yeah. Okay. He works at the Brickyard at one of the um, at one of the bars there, and he said that they listen uh, uh, over the PA on it now, and he said, like, there's like 10 people that listen to it whenever we put a podcast out. He said they can't do it during hours, you know, we cuss and get racing and everything, but he said in the mornings yeah. when they're setting shit up, they throw us on, and they love it, and anyhow, he said that one in particular about killed him, he said everybody else is like, they're, they're about ready to drop fucking dishes and stuff, they're like, oh my god. Awesome. <laughs> So I was like, man, I said, that is the best, that is the best compliment we could ever receive, and thank you, thank you, thank you. All I can say is, we're still getting better. We're still getting better, we're we're still perfecting us. I'm just starting, I'm just starting. Rob, you have come along so far. I want you to listen, if you can remember the first podcast that you've done, just the podcast, I'm not talking about the Collins. Yeah, I'm not talking about the Collins with me and Topher. Okay, you have. So you've noticed, right? You've noticed how much better yeah. you got? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, just think of that in a year. Oh, I can't wait. I listened to my first podcast, um, the the inaugural one, and then I listened to this one, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. I learned things I didn't even know I learned. You know what I mean? It's just habits you pick up because you listen and you're like, mm, I'm not happy with that. You don't necessarily go home and think think about, well, I don't like the way I sounded at that. It's something that you do internally and you correct internally and you don't really think about. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we're just getting underway here. And we thank everybody for listening. And we sincerely, yes, we, we thank sincerely you. thank you. Yes. We have a couple of uh, businesses that are kind of semi-spot. Besides Rick from the Filthy Bean, he's been our sponsor from long time, and we have to make yeah. it there because he's insisting, Rob. He's insisting. He's never met you. He wants to meet you, and he said, "We got to get down we there." And I said, down. "We will." He um, he saved up his uh, Southwest points. I, I bitched at him. I said, "Hey, how about a Delta flight?" And uh, he hung up on me. <laughs> so, anyhow, I guess it's Southwest. Dude, it, 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 it'd be about the same time if I drive. By the time I get to the airport, go through the airport, yeah, I could drive there. Yeah, because, yeah, by the time you get up here to KCI, you know what? I never even, I didn't even think about that. Maybe I'll just meet you there then. Hey, 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 I gave you Rick's number last time, right? A couple of podcasts ago? No. I didn't give it to you? No. Okay, all right. I'll, uh, I'll send you, I'll send you the number. We'll do that, we'll do that later. Uh, yeah, a little bit later. And you call him and you let him know what's going on, okay? Yeah, he, I will. I don't know, but he's buying my I ticket. I introduce myself to him, you know. Oh, you know what, hang on, hang on, hang on, okay. You're right. Hang on. Okay. And you know what? We'll talk about all this later. We'll have to have... I'll have to call and then tell him that you're going to call him. 
Uh, or if I can figure out three-way calling, we'll do it like that because I don't just want you to cold call him. But let's do all of this off the air because well, I guarantee yeah, you. It would probably be better with you on the line because yes. anybody can call up and say they're Rob Rad at this point. Oh, anyone? Yeah, anyone that has his number. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Okay. All right. Let's let's just drop that talk right now. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, because I guarantee you. 99% of everyone listening right now is hoping we shut up about this. Okay. Oh, but anyhow, we, we have some, uh, we have a couple of uh, sponsors in the wing. I mean, it's not a whole lot of money, but I mean, it's a, it's at least break even, if not a little bit more, and that's all we can ask for for right now. So, anyhow, let's take a break, and let's come back with one of these stories that I have here. Is that cool? Sounds good to me. All right, we'll be right back. Two douchebags and a microphone, pasteurized for your protection. Brick shithouse energy drink. That's right, brick shithouse energy drink. Make that up little girl. Chew off your little balls. You want to fuck shit up? You want to call us up across America? Brick shithouse is for you. Please enjoy brick shithouse energy drink responsibly. It's not readily available anywhere. Because of liability issues. Two douchebags and a microphone says. You ever dream about eating chocolate pudding and wake up with a spoon in your ass? Just asking. Two douchebags and microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. All right. Um, did you hear about the United States representative from Texas that was carjacked at gunpoint? No, I did oh. not. Okay. U.S. Representative Henry Collier was carjacked at gunpoint Monday night while parking about a mile from the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Um, now, I've been to Washington, D.C. a few times. And um, every time it was for a job through my old employment. We were working a mile off of the uh, off of the White House and the Capitol building. You could see them all from the top of this high rise. It was a slum. I could not believe it was so eye-opening that uh, that that close to our supposedly most sacred things in America is that big of a slum, that big of a wasteland right next to there it's insane we were stopping at lights and there's people in tents right next to the light reaching out with their hand and taking food from people and not even getting out of their tent it was insane the amount of crime and violence that went on there that's where I've I saw that. oh it is I've that's, never been there but I've heard that that's where I saw a uh, representative um, do a food drop to get votes to, to harvest votes 
and this bitch was in my way every fucking second of the way, being a fucking snide little fucking snatch, would not get out of my motherfucking way, and I was trying to work, and she didn't care because I was a working man, she knew I wasn't going to vote her fucking way anyhow, and uh, she didn't care, and also I wasn't from there anyhow, but this bitch would not get out of my way, but he was doing a food drop in, uh, in the alleyway a block away. And these people out of this high-rise that were, like, mentally disabled, elderly, um, they were all put there for a reason, you know, because they had problems. And I'm not making fun of that by any means. But this congressman of that district was giving away food and then going around and and, um, signing them up to vote, which I think is fucking evil and should be against the law. And I was trying to get in there because um, uh, D.C. is so packed that after like 10 minutes the FedEx truck starts accumulating huge fines because he's uh, closing down a lane of that road. So many people drove little Vespas and just parked them in yards or behind trees because there's no parking. Well, anyhow, the whole thing I'm getting ready to say is it is some of the worst fucking ghetto you'll see right next to the White House and right next to the Capitol and it is embarrassing and disgusting that America has this happen on our soil. So, Collier, a Democrat representing Texas 28th uh, District, was not harmed during the attack, like I give a shit. Police have since uh, recovered Collier's car. As the representative was parking, three guys with guns approached him and demanded the vehicle. He is working with law enforcement currently. Welcome to bullshit. You, uh, You fucking bleeding hearts have created this. I hope you fucking wallow in it. Before you go to your fucking gated communities, I hope you get carjacked every fucking night. Because you guys made this fucking world a hell for us. Because we got to live in this shit. We got to live with these fucking crazies out here every fucking day coming after us because we work for a living. They want our shit. And they're going to do it with guns. So every day, one of you motherfuckers get a gun pulled in your face. I say amen, hallelujah. I hope it fucking happens more. It was his brother and his brother's best friend, which both of them got relief. Fucking deal with it. Yeah. I can tell you what it feels like to be that chicken. This is because two-thirds of Texas prisons are not air-conditioned. Well, well uh, you're an inmate. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, you're an inmate. Um, a prison is not supposed to be club med. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm so, um, yeah, yeah. You know what? Deal with it, fuckface. Just like whoever you fucking did to whatever, they're dealing with it too, right? Yep. yep. So you deal with it. Twenty-three years. I'm betting you probably murdered somebody. Deal with it. Bake. Bake like a rotisserie chicken. You might as well get used to it, because when you spend that time in hell, you'll be nice and fucking hot going in there, and you'll be used to it. So I think they're doing you a favor. What do you think, Rob? I think they are. I think so, too. They're keeping him, off, they're, they're keeping him safe so that other people's family don't get to it. Yeah. Yeah, so it, enjoy your little slice, slice of pre-hell before hell. Okay, um, anyhow, let's go on to a little something else, a little bit lighthearted here, a little bit lighter hearted. Like I predicted last year, 
if they wouldn't listen to the program enough, and if they listen to it after this one, <laughs> McRib is back, just like I predicted. A groundswell grassroots effort led to this. That's what I said was going to happen, remember? I said yeah, all of a sudden there's going to be this internet groundswell. Well, guess who I think started it? In my opinion, McDonald started it. In a new report, um, after this, um, after, like I said, the McRib is coming back for a limited time. Better go get it. Woohoo. Oh, boy. Going to take it away again. Oh, my. Oh, my golly. The American consumer has been trained like Pavlov's dog. They say McRib, and uh, they start fucking sliving, and, uh, and, um, and, um, anyhow, so... Anyhow, in a new report, Taco Bell's uh, new drive-through tech uh, was the fastest in the industry. The report from QSR ranked 10 fast food chain drive-throughs. Customers, on the average, uh, get their food in less than three minutes at Taco Bell, which is the best by quite a bit, by almost a minute. Second was Wendy's at three minutes and 49 seconds. Third was KFC at three minutes and 50 seconds. Fourth, Carl's Jr a little bit over four minutes. Fifth, Duncan at four minutes, 20 seconds. Sixth, Burger King is a little bit under five minutes. Seven is Jack in the Box, no time. Didn't put any time. Eight is McDonald's, no time on that. Nine is Panera, no time on that. And then 10 is a combination of A&W, Sonic, Whataburger, In-N-Out, a bunch of other ones. So, um... Uh, anyhow, those are um, that's our fast food report for this one, and those are the best. Uh, they say that I mean it sounded like a lot of time to me, right? But yeah, um, they say the drive-throughs getting better, that they're getting quicker and more efficient. So I don't know, whatever. I don't know. I I don't go through drive-through if I can help it. Anyhow, so um, anyhow. Um, you got something you want to speak of, Rob? Uh, yeah. Are you ready? It's been a few days. Are you ready for an Old West hygiene? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm always ready for that. You know that, All Rob. All right. Okay. While the Old Mission Church in New Mexico stands a symbol of rich history and cultural heritage, it holds old secrets of unsanitary practices from the past. Back in the days of the Wild West, hygiene was often neglected, and the church was no exception. The transitions in ownership and occupations by various groups, the church lacked proper maintenance and sanitation. Dust and dirt settled on its ancient walls, making it a breeding ground for bacteria and allergens. The lack of hygiene standards in those times contributed to the spread of diseases and discomfort for the worshippers. Today we admire the Old Mission Church as a testament of our history, but let's not forget the unhygienic realities of the past. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to say. Okay. Every time you come up with one of these, um, it amazes me just a little bit. You know what I mean? Even though I know yeah. how bad the last one was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you talk about a completely different world they live in. Could you imagine that? But I guess, you know what? If that's all you know, that's all you know, right? Right. You're I there, mean, you know. and you got to live, or you got to try to. So, wow. 
No wonder people are always rig, uh, regularly being picked off at 40, 35. Well, and, and, and just think, if life goes to shit in this world, uh-huh. we're going to have to go back to living like that. I would say not 95% of the world population would die off immediately. They would not be able to handle it. They were, wouldn't be tough enough mentally. They would just wither and die. That other 5% would have probably have a war, and then the last 2% would be left with repopulating and figuring everything out. That's my estimation. That's my science fiction novel or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know there is, this is, this is a new trend, but this lady has done this for years. You ever heard about a Renamon? No. Oh. This is actually a great idea, Rob. When I first heard it, well, I heard about it on the news this morning on Fox 4, and I kind of raised my eyebrow, and I, hmm. I was like, eh, I don't know. But then when I checked, when they started talking about it, like, it's actually kind of brilliant, and actually, really, I bet you it does really well, and I was right on both. It was brilliant, and it does really well. A Renamon is this. The lady says, I'm a Renamon for Gen Z college students. Parents pay me 10000 to cook, do dishes, do laundry, and bail them out of jail. Like any good mom, when one of her kids calls, Tammy Cumming comes running, no matter the time, day, or night. <coughs> the biological parent of three and grandmother of six from Boston <coughs> does it all. Even in her 70s, emergency grocery shopping, cooking, or laundry, she even jumped on a plane in the wee hours of the morning to bail out one of her youngsters. This is one that she takes care of, not her like real kids, but you know, she, you know, someone paid her a little extra to go get their kid out of jail from wherever USA. However, Coopin yeah. isn't the actual mother of these kids. I'm a mom away from mom. A total support system for students is what she said. Coopin is the founder of concierge service for students. We get kids in pre-boarding schools of college. She said we take care of their practical needs. She started the service in 1993, the price tag of 10000 per academic year. <laughs> what do you think of that so far, Rob? Wow. That's a pretty fucking nifty idea, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought, too. I'm like, wow. Okay, so she started this in 1993, and it's 10000 per academic year. Her most common duties are academic assistance, beauty and spa appointments, aid in dinner reservations, beauty and spa appointments, aid in dinner reservations, signing up gym memberships, apartment hunting, Furniture building, party planning, doctor referrals, summer storage, as well as bill payment or management, just to name a few. Pretty fucking, pretty good idea there. Pretty yeah. good idea. Um, does very well at it, sounds so uh, good for her. Man, that's... Uh, 
That's uh, some fantastic income. So, anyhow, we'll uh, we'll be right back with some more stories coming right up. with Mark. So let me see. Let's say I was offended by people being offended. Then would people being offended all the time would have to not be offended around me because I was offended by them being offended? Hmm. I may never know. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. May your spoon always slip and sink into your hot soup. Oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over there? there? Oh, oh no. This is island of horrible jokes. jokes. Ugh. I asked my date. To meet me at the gym. She didn't show up. I guess we're not gonna work out. Bags of microphone on Mark. Hey, I'm Rob. All right, Rob. You have any story you want to get to or anything? Or no, hey, I I got a lake area news for you. All right. And this is straight off LakeExpo.com. Okay. So if if anybody wants to know any of the news at Lake of the Ozarks, check out Lake Expo. A St. Louis-based development group wants to build affordable senior housing at Lake of the Ozarks. Capstone Development Group has proposed a 40-unit, three-story apartment complex, and the City of Osage Beach this week will discuss writing a letter of support for the project. The development known as the Crescent at Osage Beach will be located on Parkwood Circle which is off Passover Road and crucially adjacent to NHC Osage Beach Rehab and Health Care Center. The complex would also be powered by solar power, offsetting the utility bills for the residents, Capstone says. That's pretty cool. We need stuff like that, Tom. Yes, we do. That's great. It might lead to some industry, too, actually. Yeah, yeah. And and now and I know right where that's at, and it, it's literally right across the street from that place. Wow! So, yeah, there's medical attention right there. There's everything right there. That's fantastic. Good. Yeah. Um. You know, a little bit ago uh, we were talking about Zuckerberg, and we're talking about all the uh, you know Elon Musk and all that shit and everything, right? Um, did yeah. you see where? Uh, the internet is mocking Elon Musk for wearing his cowboy hat backwards. No. Yeah, 
Well, he uh, he displayed a picture on X of himself wearing a cowboy hat, but the cowboy hat is uh, actually on backwards. <laughs> and people oh. are giving him shit everywhere. And it's funny, you just got to look at them. There's so many, it's really hard to... Uh, um, um, it's uh, it's um, let me think. It's I can't I can't say all of the best ones because there's so many people just having so much fun with him about it and giving him shit. And, you know, from an urban cowboy to all different types of stuff. It's pretty funny. So um, anyhow, enjoyed that. Um, I uh, I see where Aaron Rodgers uh, called Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer. Because he, I read a little something about that, yeah. Yeah, but meanwhile, he's taking money from the, they say the Pfizer Harris is maybe the one that owns the Jets or something like that. I'll have to look into that. But that's yeah. what uh, that's what I was reading. I'll have to make sure that that's true before I come out complete with it, completely with that. But the internet is also on fire right now, uh, giving uh, giving Aaron Rodgers shit, saying, hey, you know what, you're. Uh, you're sitting here saying this stuff about Travis Kelsey when you're actually getting money from someone that got their money from vaccinations and um, and uh, pharmaceuticals, and they're also giving him shit about lying about getting the shots too. When he said that he didn't lie, so you know. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, anyhow, it's uh, pretty cool. Um, there's a little something else here. Hang on a second. Okay, go ahead. What What you want now? What'd you say? Oh, I, I got another story here for you. Okay. A Chicago woman, oh, a 104-year-old Chicago woman, is hoping to be certified as the oldest person to ever skydive after leaving her walker on the ground and making a tandem jump in northern Illinois. Oh, that's awesome. Just a number. Age is just a no number, Dorothy Hoffman told a cheering crowd moments after touching the ground Sunday at Skydive Chicago in Ottawa, about 85 miles southwest of Chicago, the Chicago Tribune reported. The Guinness Book of World Records for oldest skydiver was set in May of 2022 by 103-year-old Nina Ingrid Larson from Sweden. I probably didn't even say that right. Um, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just call Sweden. her... Uh, I, yeah, hey, I, let's I call her Greta. Just call her Greta from now on. Okay, so Greta did what? Yeah, there you go. Skydive Chicago is working to have Guinness World Records certify Hoffman's jump as a record, WLS-TV reported. Hoffman right. first skydived when she was 100. On Sunday, she left the walker behind to short of the plane, a sky van, and was helped to the steps to join the others waiting inside skydive. Let's go, let's go, Geronimo, Hoffman said after she was finally seated. Greta, it, great job. It goes job. on to talk about the dive, the dive and everything. Great job, Greta. Great job. But, Hang but on, she let's... Plan, she plans on trying it again. 
Oh, and she turns 105 this December. Great job, Greta. We're very happy for you, yes. and you're an inspiration. That That's an achievement, man. That it, is an achievement. It really is. That is fantastic. That I, is really I, I, I fantastic. Would, I'd be lucky to be alive by then, let alone walking and skydive. The same here. The same here. Um, wow. Cool story, Rob. Very cool. Uh, you know a Vermont town known for its autumn foliage is closest roads to the public for the season, citing an overwhelming amount of influencer tourists. The select board of Palm Fret voted to uh, close Cloudland Road and Barber Hill Road to non-residents from September 23rd to October 15th. That also blocks access to the popular Sleepy Hollow Farm, a private residence that many tourists try to visit. Foliage season traffic is this area in this area has steadily increased during the last several years causing significant safety environmental aesthetic and quality of our life issues the select board wrote with a memo sleepy hollow farm has been a hot destination for influencers looking to get their perfect shot of fall foliage videos using the hashtag sleepy hollow farm have been viewed over 800,000 times on tiktok meanwhile thousands of photos of them uh, of the farm have been posted on Instagram. Some TikTok videos from recent years show crowds around the entrances to Sleepy Hollow Farm which had a no trespassing sign. Despite the sign, one video showed tourists entering the property to take pictures. So who can blame them? You have a bunch of fucking numb nuts out there tromping your land down just to get like four or five likes on a, on a, a social platform. I'm, I'm with them 100%. I hope they keep it shut down. So, and then yeah. the property owners can post what they want and they can reap the benefits of their own land. Right? Yeah. If they choose, if they want it to be a well-known, uh, a not-known secret, then they can just keep it to themselves. But if they want it posted, they can post it themselves. How about that? So, there you go. Um, Rob, do you know what blue light is? No. Blue light is what you get from uh, from all these uh, electronics, especially cell phones, but also laptops, PCs, stuff like that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I knew now, you did. Yeah. I knew you did. You just wasn't familiar with blue light because it's called by different things, different ways, different areas, yeah. and all that. So, electronic devices have become an integral part of most children's lives. Kids use screen-based electronics throughout the day for schoolwork entertainment, communication, and more. While technology offers countless educational social benefits, there are also downsides to our widespread easy access to these devices, including the impact technology may be having on sleep. And I've known this because ever since I read a big, uh, I think we talked about it not too long ago. It's called sleep hygiene. And this is how yeah. you sleep better. You know, like hygiene, you know, you wash yourself, you smell better, you feel better, you smell fresh, you got all of last yesterday's germs off, you know, all that stuff, right? Well, sleep yeah. hygiene is not that much different, only it's for sleep, and there's things you need to do if you're not sleeping well to help yourself sleep better. One of the things is, is put your cell phone way away from the bed to where it cannot be reached, and put everything on silent or shut it off 
to where it's not affecting me. And since I did that, I got a, 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 sleep, a sleep number bed help because now I can re raise and lower it, feed or head because I hurt. I've worked all my life. I've done a heavy job all my life. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So this is part of the sleep Dude, hygiene. I would love to have a sleep number bed. Rob, when you get there, get one. Get one. And you'll get there, Rob. You work hard. You'll do it. Oh, I will. I worked hard all my life, scratched and clawed, and I'm oh, finally, I got the money coming. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm finally to a point where I don't have to scratch and claw as hard, and I can do some stuff I love to do like this. And I know you love to do this, which makes me it makes me feel even better. And I agree with you. I feel yeah. like my brother, um, somewhere out there in the great beyond, I prefer to think of him being in heaven, and I believe he's there, is uh, having yeah. his part in this of you and me getting together and doing this podcast and we both love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyhow, it allows me to do stuff like this. Allows me to have the time to do stuff like this. But anyhow, I'm getting off track. Electronic devices have become an, oh shit, I'll write that. The full spectrum of visible light consists of very light waves. Violet light has the shortest wavelength, while red light wavelengths are the longest. Blue light is a short wavelength type of light that promotes alertness and performance. Blue light is also the most important regulator of our sleep-wake cycle in a rhythm. All right, blue light and the efforts uh, on the, and the effects on children. Common sources of blue light to screens of television, smartphones, tablets, computers, gaming systems, and certain e-readers all produce artificial blue light. However, we aren't exposed to blue light solely through electronics. We get most of our blue light exposure through the sun. Additionally, LED and fluorescent light bulbs uh, produce blue light. Blue light suppresses the production of melatonin, a hormone that promotes feelings of sleepiness. Humans evolved to maintain a sleep-wake cycle based around the rising and setting of the sun. When we only receive natural sunlight, our melatonin levels are low during the day, but they start to rise after sunset. They reach their highest point in the middle of the night, and then they slowly decrease until morning. Exposure to blue light during the day from sunlight or other sources is a healthy promoter of energy and concentration. Daytime blue light exposure has also been shown to improve sleep quality and duration. However, using these devices to produce artificial blue light in the evening and nighttime disrupts our natural sleep-wake cycle by tricking the brain into not producing melatonin before bed. This causes us to feel less sleepy and we than we should at bedtime and causes in most children, um, um, what would you call it, uh, um, the way they don't sleep as well, sleep disruption, non-drowsiness, insomnia. Sleep apnea. Yeah, uh, yeah, all of, all uh, of these uh, things. No, sleep apnea. Not sleep apnea, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um, anyhow, I thought that this story, that story, it deserved a little mentioning because it came out a couple of times, and both times I ignored it. And this last time it was up there, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and report on this. Yeah, it's a little serious, but actually, there's a lot of truth to it, and you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, let's see, you got another story here. Um, if you don't, I do. You know what? Go ahead and go with your story, Rob. You've been you've been on a roll. So, everybody, Rob Rad, the floor is Rob Rad's. 
Go for it, my friend. Mark, have you ever wondered where Bonanza was filmed? Uh, I'm sure I have. Yeah, the old western? I'm sure I have. I love that show. Warren Green, Michael... Uh, Michael uh, um, shit. Landon. Yeah, Landon, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the other... I'm about Tay. Okay. Anyhow. I'm about Tay. Okay. Bonanza's first opening scene in season one was shot on location in Lake Hammett in Mountain Center, California. It featured original cast Pernell Roberts, Pernell Roberts, yeah. Dan Blocker, and Michael Landon on horseback in front of the San Jacinto Mountains. The ranch where the best-known opening sequence was shot was located near Lake Tahoe, Nevada, just as the Ponderosa was. It featured a more relaxed long shot of the cast on horseback before the Sierra Nevada. This branch was also sold in 2020, making for headlines and memories of Amanda's heyday. But the most part, Bonanza was filmed at Paramount Studio Backlots in Hollywood, where the Western Street and interior and exterior settings were created. Location shots from around Nevada were included, however, to add realism and style to the color TV Western. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I did not know that. Wow. You're on a roll, Rob. Oh, yeah, I thought I was going, hell, growing up, I thought they were on the ranch the whole damn time. <laughs> Me too. I, yeah. But then again, growing up, I didn't really give a shit. I just knew it was like a cool-ass cast and, and a bunch of cool cowboys. And uh, and then they were Indians. Now I think they're, uh, um, shit, I forgot what they call them now. Anyhow, uh, Native Americans or whatever. So, yeah, 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 very cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, you know, the Las Vegas Sphere is to debut uh, lifelike robot greeters, and people aren't liking it. Humanoid robots will greet guests uh, entering the Sphere in Las Vegas, the venue announced Tuesday. According to a news release, five like-like units, all named Aura, will welcome guests ahead of events to tell the story of humanity's history of innovation, a history that naturally ends at the Sphere, where else? Robots in a high-tech atmosphere are certainly a, appropriate, and then the novelty factors are huge with Aura units. But are we celebrating machines that will eventually make all human jobs obsolete? Probably, that's what I'd say. Would you say it's headed that way, Rob? Yeah. In 2020, yeah. the World Economic Forum released a report estimating by 2025, 85 million jobs may be displaced by a shift in labor division between humans and machines. In Las Vegas, the threat of automation looms particularly large. Studies show that between 38 and 65 percent of all, this is 38 to 65 percent, mind you, of all strip jobs could be fully automated in the next 10 to 15 years. Now, what are these people going to do to eat? I mean, well, this, I mean, nobody's working right now, so I guess the same thing they're doing now to eat. Nothing. Um... Okay, uh, robots serve food and drinks and work as front desk agents. 
while, uh, while tech spots make restaurant recommendations instead of car, uh, consignia, blah, blah, concierge. New technology being introduced in the workplace is not new. Bethany Kahn, a spokesperson for Culinary Workers Union, Local 226, which represents about 60,000 workers in Las Vegas hospitality injury, told Casino.org last year. Hospitality jobs will continue to change and evolve as they always have, Kahn said. The Culinary Union Innovative Technology Language ensures that workers can grow with technology, have a seat at the table, and that new technology is implemented in a worker-centered way. Later this year, the Culinary Union hopes to have a new negotiated contract that includes protections against AI replacing jobs. And there is the main reason I put that story in. You know the next battle is going to be fought with unions, don't you? It's going to be against automation. It will be against automation. Because now their biggest yeah. threat isn't just the greedy upper echelon. It's against automation. Automation will take so many jobs that if they don't put protections in there against this can't be automated, this can't be automated, this can't be automated, the American worker, any worker in the world is going to be obsolete, basically, or most of them, except the people making AI and uh, producing it. But then how long will it be before AI can produce AI? Right? But but then how are humans going to support themselves? It's such a slippery slope. There ain't going to be no jobs. The reason I, I just spoke of that whole article, yeah, it was interesting yeah. on a lot of levels, but the the fact is, is it's true. What they're doing yeah, right they, now. They, no, it's true. And we, as kids, we were told this was going to happen. Machines would take our jobs. Yes. And back then it was ha-ha. Now it's like, oh, shit. It's actually happening. Yes. Yes. I'm waiting for John Connor. What about you? <laughs> John Connor, where are you? Yeah. We need to start fighting these no, Terminator he, bitches. He'll, he'll be he'll be along soon. Yeah, he's got to be. I, it's it's in the script, right? Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. No, this this is very scary, Rob. And I like that it the is. union is actually looking into this and trying to safeguard themselves, at least from some of it. Well, I really did not realize what AI was. Rob, I don't I think any... working with you on this podcast. And I start reading more and more about it. That's why I keep saying it. Let me tell you, Rob... Terminator's coming. Terminator's coming. Doing this podcast has opened up my eyes to so many things. And I already have my oh eyes my open. I was always the inquisitive one. I was always looking around. I always finding a different angle before this. But, man, I'll tell you what. When you start digging for stories and looking deeper into things, I'll tell you what. This is really eye-opening. That's all I got to say. It is. This is it one is. of the best things I could have ever done intellectually in my mind. Is because it opens right. up my mind to looking and physically digging out new ideas and things that are going on in this earth that I had no idea about. And I love it. I personally love it. My thirst for knowledge is, has grown even as I've been doing more knowledge. You know what I mean? It's... Uh, it's well, Go ahead. For the last quite a few years, I've pretty much had 
had my brain shut down because I, you know, I've been in a relationship with kids and working. That's all I did. Work mm -hmm. and go home. Yeah, you know? got it. And then me and her split up. Mm -hmm. And I discovered this. And dude, I'm using my brain more than I ever have. Isn't it great? I mean, it's. I'm it's, thinking. I'm thinking things out more. Uh-huh. Um, I think things before I say it, and I watch what I say. Yeah, I mean, it's it's this podcast is really helping me as a person. It's, it it's really a, is. It's a fantastic thank deal. You. It really is. Yeah, well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Rob. I couldn't do this without you. Could not do this without you. And also thank Topher. Topher had so much to do with the inception of this. Yes. Thank Technically, you, Topher. Thank figuring you, this Topher. out, getting on the ball. You see, Topher's retired, so we had time to figure this stuff out, the RSS feed, the uh, how to right. run how right. to run the board here, how to do all this stuff. He figured it out before me, and then he showed me the knowledge to do it. So if it wasn't for Topher, we would not be here right now, and I'm still hoping that Topher's going to feel comfortable enough to do his own segment, if not join us on here. So, we'll come around in time. Yeah. So it'll only make the podcast better. But that being said, we are well over the hour mark, and Rob, we are getting on nine o'clock. So I think I'm going to go ahead and shut this show down and tell you to have a good night, so you can get up and go to work tomorrow. One last thing. Yes. A, a story I just ran across. Oh yeah, sure. And unfortunately, it was one day ago, and this is on Rolling Stone. Okay. One day ago, which would be Monday, mm -hmm. today is Tuesday. Okay. Ronnie Millsap will play his final Nashville concert Tuesday night. In other words, as we've been doing this podcast. Really? A guest heavy salute to the piano player featuring Kelly Clarkson, Little Big Town, Sarah Evans, Parker McCollum, Breland, Ricky Skaggs, and more. Millsap is 80 now and regarded as a pillar of the country music, the country music hall of fame. And he is. Him in 2014, but at heart, he remains an unapologetic pop vocalist. Tonight, yeah, tonight's his last show, man. Wow. God bless you. God bless you, Ronnie Millsap. I, I grew up listening to him. Oh, he was fantastic. He was. He was. Fantastic. You talk about the real country and the old western. Excellent. 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 Yeah. Excellent music there. God bless you, Ronnie Millsap. Hope you have a great retirement and a long one and a healthy one. Take care. Thank you for everything you have shared with us. Absolutely, Ronnie. Thank you. Rob, thank you, man. Have a fantastic evening, my friend. All right, you too, brother. Everybody and out there in podcast land. Thank you, everybody, land. for listening. Thank you. We love you guys. You know this. We'll be back tomorrow yes, night you. with another podcast. Yes, we will. Yep. So you guys aren't off the hook yet. Bye. Good night. Good night.
Where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, I'm glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. <laughs>